Hello, baby. Hello, baby. Hello. Hello again. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hey. Hey, friend. Hey, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hi, ho. Hi. Yo. Good day. Ha, ha, hi. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Guys, tune in. Great show. It's not just about football. Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. You look like a raccoon. A little bit of a raccoon. A devilishly handsome raccoon. <laughs> a raccoon you want to take home to mom. A raccoon in which you would like to download 30 bots and uh, suddenly have 30 bots follow me all in oh. one day. And all of them, hi, Matthew, I am so pleased to see you. I'm glad you followed back. I... <sighs> You still not check to see if they're because I actually click on the profile now, dude, because it is so annoying. Like I, I should not have announced that I got 3,500, but I got lucky because I never dropped below 3,500, but like I would check and it go up to like 3,507 and then it'd be back down and back up and back down, just kind of teetering on the edge. And I was like, Oh, 14 new followers. I go to check my followers account. So I can follow all the, so I can see who does the follow unfollow shit. And they're all fucking suspended accounts, dude. I'm like, all of you people are fucking trash. What is wrong with you? Like how many fake accounts are there? I don't care. I don't care. I don't look. I don't care. Just follow back, follow back, follow back, follow back, follow back, follow back, follow back. Right? I don't care. I don't care. I don't answer. I don't answer my DMs. That's what I do. So this happened to me the other morning. Okay. And at first I thought to myself, this has got to be a, a friend of mine. This has to be, you know, a relative. And then I was thinking it might've actually been you that set this up. Okay. Mm-hmm. But considering how you can't keep a secret, you would have spilled the beans by now. Cause we've talked a couple of times since then. And you would have, you would have immediately. Yeah. Dude, I am the worst liar <laughs> and the worst at being able to hang on to a surprise, dude. Like I'm yeah. the worst. So we're sitting on our uh, on our site, and uh, uh, we're having breakfast, and a boat pulls up with three guys in it, and one of them takes his shirt off and starts swinging it around, and they start chanting, "Go pack, go, go Packers, go pack, go!" Hey, woohoo! So listen, guys, I. I, I'm starting to understand that there might be a few people out there that actually listen to us. 
and know where you are precisely. (laughs) Like that was a little scary because I've talked to my family because immediately I was like, okay, who did that? Right. Who, who, who did that? Who, and none of them were in town at all. All of them were like, what are you talking about? Why would we do something like that? Right. Mm -hmm. They were just ridiculous. And I thought that's right. My family's pretty thoughtless. So that lines up. So uh, I see you guys. Go Pack Go. I love it. Absolutely love it. Just not used to the uh, stardom, the fame dumb, the I'm dumb, whatever you want to call it. Listen, I want to get right into our new sponsored segment. Are you ready? Do you want to do you want to do it? You do it. You do it. No, you do it. It's all good. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Drum roll. I'm just going to drink while you drum roll. Drum roll. Okay. Mailbag Monday will now be sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped. Legit Manscaped. All those grooming kits, you you know. Listen, I'm a professional landscaper and I can tell you if you trim your bush, the deck looks bigger. Okay? So let's do that. I think my first commercial for Manscaped will be Manscaped. More wow, less ow. Manscaped. <laughs> That's the tagline for today, buddy. We'll come up with the new one every week, but I'm dude, telling you, dude, Mailbag Monday is now officially sponsored by Manscaped. 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 All bush- those products. All those. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. When your bush is too big, and only the tip is sticking out manscaped right i mean listen your parents rub their giant bushes together to make you you don't have to have that happen okay gone are the days of the hairy caveman women women like women like a clean a clean and, and men too and men, whoever you're manscaping for right they like a clean work surface manscaped yeah just you know you can do a little martini grass glass on top if you want a little landing strip a little triangle and guess what the best part about manscaped is you're not going to get any nicks and cuts on your skin or on your ball sack. That is the most beautiful thing. I'm telling you, it. Uh, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, they are uh, sending us a uh, uh, pack. I am uh, pumped. I'm excited to try this out. Uh, could use a little weed whacking. It's been a little while since I've had a Kojak from uh, Kevin. So uh, we're, I'm actually giving away my Kojak for the uh, fantasy football so I can't uh, go see Kevin just yet until I, I get another gift certificate. His yeah. mom, his mom sells them, but she's only available on Saturdays, so it's difficult. But thank you so much to Manscaped. We are excited to work with you guys, and uh, we will be work. We're working through the finer details, obviously, with the with the codes and everything to help you guys get their products at a discounted price, obviously, and and help the pot out. We'll be posting that here pretty quick, but you're going to be seeing a lot of. We're going to be like Matt Ramage with Quick Trip, but with Manscaped, where we're just going to flood everything with Manscaped. But with, with, but with balls. With, yeah, and, <laughs> and being able to see straight. <laughs> oh, you'll be able to see better with trimmed balls. I'm telling you. It might, it might help them out. It might help them out. Let's get, man, let's get Manscaped Mailbag Monday. (laughs) 
mailbag. Not the one with hair, but with an envelope. <laughs> All right. So we uh, had a couple of questions. First question is uh, Carla, of course. Hey, Carla, how's it going? Hi, hey, Carla. Uh, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Carla wants to know when um, when is the new merch coming out? And this is what this is what I know. Okay, Carla. Um, the new merch ha we've approved a set of uh, new merch. We've approved some designs. I believe it was 10, 10 designs. 20 designs total 20, now. 20. Wah! Wah! I was, 20. I was a busy little bee while you were at the lake, buddy. Crazy. <laughs> okay. 20. Yeah. 20. So you have to get one in every size and every color. This is legit. This is what you got to do. You got to get one for your friends and everything. So we, they are, uh, we are uh, days away, weeks away. Yeah. So in Oliver... Klausoff also asked mailbag wise when the mailbag t-shirts were coming out. We will also have mailbag t-shirts as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're the website. I had to get the designs approved, obviously. And there were some details, as you know, with some of the designs that they came up with that were just like, eh, not what we wanted. Um, but I've got the website already done. I'm going to start loading all of that stuff because remember, we don't get paid by a bunch of people so we have to do everything on our own on top yeah. of being dads and on top of grassroots grassroots yeah, baby grassroots. and it's all in there it's already it's all uploaded in terms of the images i just need to go next week to our manufacturer of the shirts to make sure that they understand exactly what i want and what we need and they're going to be custom made so whatever size you need you're going to go on the website you're going to order the specific size you want um, the design that you want, and we're going to take the orders every week and I'm going to go pick them up and they're going to be made for you handmade what you want. It's actually going to have the design on the front. It's actually going to be our name brand is the logo on the back. So these are our t-shirts. We are manufacturing our own merch because that's the way you need to do it. And grassroots. Grass and speaking of grassroots, before we get into oh, anything oh, else, okay. I yes. have to thank a very special person. Yes. Near, to, near and dear to our hearts. But a shout out to Mr. Robert McNeese. McNice is what I'm going to call you, Robert McNice, because he is our newest Patreon, really wanted to support us in the message that you sent, buddy. Really appreciate it. I know you saw that grassroots effort, and that's really what we're about, man. It's about you guys. It's about not changing our content, about being us. And the only way we can do that is with you guys supporting us to help us make it through while we work on trying to get sponsors like manscaped.com to help us out. So um, really appreciate it, Robert. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, man, prayers, appreciate you. Love it, man. Thank you very much, Robert. Uh, each, uh, you too can sponsor a Canadian child for $5 a month on pay. Oh, no, wait, we're not doing that. No. Hold on, hold on. We're not doing that. $5 American is like 300 Canadian. So that At would least. be good. I think that, so. That was a but, long commercial, you know, from like start to end. But we do have some other mailbag questions. We do have another mailbag question. Colton Moore had a mailbag question for us, didn't he? Yeah, but we've got the Pickens or Dobbs. Oh, God. Oh, are we really going to do that one? Okay. It's fun. All right. Okay. And then we'll get Where into 
I think Colton, we'll hold on to yours, even though it's Mailbag Monday and this is the Mailbag segment. I think what we do is we will get through the Packer stuff. And then on the second half of the break, we will actually get into your question because you made me think about that quite a bit. And I think it's a good dad topic. So we're going to, it's a dad question. So the dad question will go after the break. That sounds good to me. That sounds good to me. So, okay. So uh, would you rather have uh, Pickens or Dobbs? And uh, two weeks ago, you would have swore uh, the Steelers found Lynn Swan. They found the greatest and all I was thinking was, is hang on, you've still got that trash bag of a quarterback that's got to go out there. And we're now going to start seeing the twos and possibly a couple of starters out there. And sure enough, Trash Binsky, he, he delivered the way he usually does. And Pickens went, what was it, 0-4? No, he got two catches for six yards, but it was one catch for six yards. So the other one went for nothing and zero touchdowns. Okay, and how did Dobbs do his second game? Just the same as he did last time. Another touchdown. You know, he has his two drops, so I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But the dude has wow plays, moves on to the next play. My Dude, I saw a clip floating around Twitter today, and it's, it's in reference to what you're talking about with Trash Bursky. And it is the most Trash Bursky play I've ever seen. The dude gets hit in the chest. Because, of course, they have a turnstile for a fucking offensive line again, which is why poor fucking Ben Roethlisberger cannot walk anymore. And he will not walk when he's an older person. But he gets popped in the chest, spins out of trouble, gets hit again, spins out of trouble again, scrambles to the left, has enough time to throw a 20-yard pick down the sideline. <laughs> That's classic. That's classic. 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 That's, That's Mitch. To a T. Classic. Here's Classic. the thing with Dobbs, man, as we've gone through this, because he's not grading super high. He's in the 60s, which is obviously because of the drops. But you can see, and Aaron Rodgers talked specifically about him and Christian Watson today in like a little two-minute clip on, on Twitter if you want to go check it out. But what he said about Dobbs was that there was a check at the line and in the huddle what he said is i need you to do this never yeah. done it before never tried this is an adjustment that we're going to do right now and he ran it perfectly his blocking grade went from trash the first week to in the 70s this week which means he's doing the you know how important blocking is for these wide receivers in this offense so all of the nuances is what he's picking up to the point where Aaron Rodgers said those are the things that you need to do for me to trust you like literally flat out said dude you keep doing this and that's how you gain your trust he talked about a little comeback route where Dobbs was blanketed and instead of kind of easing up on the route and slowing down, he actually came back to the ball and he said, use really strong hands to come back to the ball. And he's like, that's where I know I can trust him to fire that ball in there. Those are the details that are getting me excited about him. I still think that uh, Watkins is going to be the one on this team just because of his prowess. And he's going to be playing the X. He's going to be playing on the outside, which is more, more apt to being that one wide, that number one wide receiver. Right. But Dobbs is going to see a lot of playing time. It's going to be what number one, obviously. And, and you know, we haven't seen Lazard. We haven't seen Cobb, but the top four, no matter what, and depending on what sets we play in, and I'm going to be curious to see um, what we play, but Dobbs, Lazard, 
Cobb and Watkins are obviously the top four. Like I'm not even, there's no debate at this point right now. Christian Watson is still kind of raw and I'm glad that he's doing well, but to start off the season, that's what we got. And now after playing two back sets, 2% of the time last year, the, all the coaches, everybody's saying how openly they're going to have both AJ and Jones in the backfield. So we're not going to need three wide receiver sets. We're going to have, Aaron Jones can stretch the field like any other wide receiver. It, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about that. Uh, uh, I had, uh, so obviously the answer stops. That's who I would yeah. rather have on top of which way cheaper. Okay. Um, here's a question from uh, Matthew at uh, Larson, Matt to uh, 9.5 over under on how many games JJ Watt plays this year. I voted under. I under as well. I don't think he he hits the nine mark. I think he hits the eight in total. Big guy like that, injury prone. This happens all the time, right? This is and you know and everybody was so upset when we didn't take him. Mm-hmm. Where did we get JJ? JJ didn't want us. JJ wanted the money. JJ wanted the money. Oh, I want to go to a contender and I want to go to this. We're a contender. Tell me Arizona's a contender. Tell me yeah. Arizona's a contender. Yeah, with that little tiny clown. Yeah, the tiny clown that can't see over his offensive line who can't win a game after the second half of the season starts when, like, when it's crunch time. Yeah, you can't. I mean, the guy's even got it in his contract that he's supposed to be doing the homework. Like, that tells you everything you need to know, and yet they still paid him. I don't get it. Unbelievable. I don't don't either. Right? Okay. Yep. Let's get into these grades for this game because we did talk okay. about it on Saturday, obviously. Well, but wait a grade- second now. That's yeah. a, that's a, I, we got to do the sponsor thing again. Remember, we got to get used to this. So okay. that was Ma- Mailbag Monday brought to you by Manscaped. When you want to clean your wood, this is how it should. I don't know. Something that was, like that. That was not bad. Not I bad. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When you want to see your dicky. Get this. No, little, don't know. Penis vagina. Up. Don't say that. Penis vagina. Penis vagina. Don't say penis vagina. That's worse than me saying dicky. Whoa, manscaped. Manscaped. All right. So, of course, in, in trying to find these PFF grades that took forever to come out, I started going down a stupid rabbit hole where I was looking on Saints websites. And all of a sudden, I run into this stupid article, and apparently the Saints are just as bad as the fucking Bears and the Vikings in terms of rose-colored glasses. And they're like, well, even though the Saints lost 20-10 to to the Packers, what we saw is in the joint practices, the Saints defense dominating the wide receivers of the Packers for two days. And I was just like, fuck you, dude. Come on. Okay whatever uh, just anyway top the, five the defensive yeah. backs dominating the wide receivers of the packers yep and that was their excuse for losing on on friday but, night but that's not what we saw in the game and it's not what we saw when we saw sammy watkins catch that ball along the sidelines and burn that guy it's not what we saw when we saw dobbs catch one in the end zone or Torre catch one in the end on zone. the triple move that left the, the saints wide receiver or the, the guy's still out there. The guy yeah. is still out there in the middle of the field looking for Dobbs. Yeah. He's still lost. He, he, he hasn't even been <laughs> able to leap Lambo yet. He's so lost. <laughs> Somebody's got to get him Google mapped. 
back into the stratosphere. <laughs> right? Somebody bring Dude. him his phone. Ugh. So the only two people of note in the top five offense, because you know these grades are relative, but it's Zach Tom, dude, has, again, last week he was number two. This week, 84.5, which is great. Remember, 80s, 90s, 90s are elite, 80s are great, 70s are above average, 60s are average. I'm going to keep saying this in case we have new listeners, but 84.5, man. And what he did well this week was he was good on both run bat block and pass block this week. So... the dude is really with Eldon Jenkins and Bakhtiari coming back. This is going to be a great offensive line from this standpoint, dude. We have these secondary guys. You look at Caleb Jones as well, and that dude's just a monster of a man. Obviously, practice squad at this point, but Zach Tom is pushing very hard for that right guard position at this point because I think they're going to. I agree with you. Just after seeing everything, they're going to put Eldon at right tackle. And the good thing is this eases him in as well, where he's not forced to start the very beginning of the week. If Eldon's not 100%, please don't put him out there. We, we're okay. I'm not concerned Bach about back. Bach is back. Yeah. Tanyan's back. I mean, the P, the, the pup list is uh, dang near empty. It, so he played 40 snaps at right tackle and didn't give up a pressure, dude. So our offensive line, again, like I said, from week one to week two, like I'm starting to feel a lot more confident with this offensive line. Obviously, you know, Hanson is that I was, I was going to start not bad mouthing Hanson just because I'm trying to come up with my 53, but Hanson is that dude that can play center and guard. And that is extremely valuable for an offensive line. So that's why I'm not getting rid of him, but Newman Hanson, you know, there, there's a couple like Van Lannan, I think, is now on the chopping block with everything that I'm seeing with Zach Tom because of the positions. Uh, Caleb Jones deserves a shot, man. Like this offensive line is starting to gel a little bit. Like it's pretty nice. I mean, it's only the second preseason game. We've got one more. Whether we see starters or not, please don't put out any starters next week. I don't care. Well, apparently first-team defense is going to get some reps. Don't do it. I just don't. Don't put Jair out there. Don't put Stokes out there. Don't put Clark out there. Don't put Campbell out there. You got to put them out there, man. You yeah, got to no, get them into the grinder. You well, got to get them into the grinder. You got to get that. That's where the meat meets the metal. Do you want to be Tampa Bay who's lost three offense starting offensive linemen? in a preseason because of games and practice. I don't dude. like, you can't I just, be afraid of the sword, man. You can't be afraid of the sword. The injury bug hits everybody at different times. I get it. And it's scary. And every year when I was coaching and we were doing individual drills and we do a little thumping and stuff, we were always like, Eeh. and then when you get close to, okay, here it comes, here comes the season. Then you start running Oklahoma. Then you start running the meat grinder. Then you start running bump and runs and you, you got to get, the bruises in you got to get the bruises in it's got to happen here's where i am if they're going to do something with the starters so first off there are different levels of starters everybody understands that right like there's guys that are more privileged than others that's just the way it is but if they're going to play starters do not play them for a series or two series that's not going to give them really any type of cohesiveness or something productive to come out of it. If you're going to play them, play them for an extended period of time. So they actually 
feel like what you're saying. If not, please don't put them out there. Please, dear God, don't. Because I don't want to hear... A, you remember ever since Jordy Nelson came down and busted his knee on the sideline in a preseason game, the philosophy for the Packers changed. And I have that like embedded. It's burned into my brain, burned, I, like just I'm with in you. my brain. I'm with you. I'm with you. And you know what? If you see that injury to Jordy, that Jordy was a freak of nature injury. He jumped up, he landed, he dropped. It, nobody yep. touched him. It was a non-contact injury. It was just one of those things, man. Listen, you can have look at look at a prime example. Look at Brett Favre. How many times did Brett get knocked down, twisted up, had big fat guys Warren Sapp and all these other guys land on him, and he popped right back up, right? And then we switch over to Aaron, and it's like every third time Aaron gets sacked, something's wrong. It's it's the nature of the Barb beast. Well. Favre is not normal. That is one record that will never go down. Never. But, but I'm telling you, it is, it's one of those things. I've seen guys come right out of preseason, all ready to go. They get into the game. They take the first play out for the whole bloody season. Then they come back. They're rehabbed. They're twice as strong. They're twice as ever. They're all ready to go. And we run the first practice, and they tweak something, and they're out for the whole year. Listen, the football gods dictate who may join the, the gladiators in the, in the arena – and who may not? It is at their at their demise, at their haste, at their discretion. Right. We can't we can't hide from the from the football gods. I've got okay, I've got a this is good because for the first time in a long time, we kind of disagree. And not I agree with you as well with what you're saying, but here's here's the thing, and here's where I'm coming from with this. And you tell me if you agree or if you look at this differently. The question is. If we do not play any starters and everybody's healthy and they play the Minnesota the Vikings and they get fucking blown out 0-1, I don't care. Even though it's yeah, the Vikings yeah. and I understand, like, it's a I division don't game. care. It's a division game. There's only six games that bloody really matter in the season. And those those division games. We have to win all those division games. Then all we have to do is win four more and we own the division. Period. Right? We can't drop the first game to the Vikings here. here, Okay. Last year, you remember last year, Aaron Rodgers didn't show up to OTAs, didn't show up to this, barely practiced, blah, 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 blah. How many games, how many games did it take him before he started looking like Aaron Rodgers of old? We were waiting on Tom Brady to fall on his face before Aaron moved into the MVP. It took him weeks. Yeah, it was four weeks, but we won anyway. And we still ended up 13 and four. Listen, I think we're going to see a completely different offense and we can't, we can't hold back. We have to get these guys in there. It is a disservice to these guys if they don't get their heads into that game speed, ready to go. There's a difference between practice, inter-squad inter practicing, uh, inter-team practicing with the Saints, preseason, mm -hmm. and then you get into the third preseason where some number ones are going against some number ones because you're seeing some iron sharpen iron and you're seeing some of that game speed that real game speed not this one where you know george pickens uh looks great and uh, malik willis looks fantastic and all these guys you've never heard of game speed i'm talking about the nfl i've been doing this all of my life this is my career for hundreds of millions of dollars watch me tear you a new a speed that's what so, i'm so so two counterpoints ready because okay. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep pounding you. So the first counterpoint is how many starters and how many passes has Kirk Cousins thrown? And how many starters have they played? I don't care. None. 
So there's no advantage there. The second thing is when you talk about sharpening iron, sharpening nine, nine iron, sharpening the, the wedge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What better is there than having the top 10, potentially top five defense go against this office and completely trash them? Like everybody complaining when nobody could, when, when uh, Devontae Adams was destroying uh, Jair. Now Jair has not allowed a single fucking catch in camp against anybody. He's just, he's just ending everybody. Listen, I don't think. Isn't that good? Like, I think there's a handful of guys. Practice? I think there's a handful of guys that don't need to be out there. But I think that there's a handful of guys that need to be out there. Kenny Clark needs to no. be out there. Oh, no. no. He needs to be out there. Yeah. He needs to lean on a big fat man. We need Aaron Rodgers and Dobbs to be out there so that Dobbs can see the, let me get up to the, and then I turn and I look at you and I give you the little fucking joint or I give you a little touch of the eyebrow or I wink, I, I twist my shoulder, whatever it is. Right. We, we got to get that stuff going. Maybe it's not important week one. Maybe it's not important week two, but it's going to take four to six weeks for that to develop. We watched it last year. We have to have these guys out there. Do I want these guys out there? Not at all. I don't want my starters out there till week four. I figure we can lose the first four weeks of the season and then put our starters no, out there come and, on. Finish, no, no, and no. finish winning the division. I think that's what we could do. Oh, I know. That's why I'm not worried about week one, because whether we lose it, I understand it's weighted double. I get it because it's the Vikings. But all I want is here's where I stand. If you're going to play the starters, play them for a fucking long enough time to where they actually get some value out of it or don't fucking play them at all. That's where I am. One drive or one series, right? Depending on how many snaps it is. More than that. No, if the Packers get the ball, say on their 20, and then they march it down 10 plays, touchdown. You don't need to put them back out there again. But if they get the ball on the 20 and they go three and out, you're going to need to put them back out there again. And if they go out there and they go three and out, or maybe they get one first down and they sputter, sputter, sputter. No, it's just like starting a chainsaw. You got to get that chainsaw revving and you got to get it warmed up. And if it ain't warmed up, then you can't. Dude, that actually sounds like something Matt LaFleur might do because of the issues that the Packers have had with opening drives for the last three years under his tenure. Now that I think about that, what I would tell the starters is you guys are fucking playing until you score a touchdown. If you score on the first drive, great. If not, you're going to have to go back out there. <laughs> I would tell them that, and then I would look at the assistant coaches and go 20. 20 plays is max. Exactly. And, out of yeah, but and then it's they're not out of that. I don't idea. give a shit. I don't give a shit what it is. 20 plays. They score a touchdown on the first play, yank them out. Yep. Yank them out, right? Yeah. Play action, 75-yard bomb to Dobbs, done. Sit them all. The defense has got to get out there. The defense has got to get out there. You got to let the dogs run. You got to let the dogs eat. And this is when they eat. They, they, they're chomping at the pit. Look at Jair. is sick and tired. of. He's out there trying to, you know, he, he's out there covering jet airliners for crying out loud. Like he, 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 Watson goes out there. He shuts him down two times. Dobbs goes out there. He shuts him down. He just walks away. He's like, I've had enough of this. Right? Yeah. And, you know, I think on the defensive side of the ball, it's a little bit more important that these guys get knocked up a little bit, right? Like on the offensive side, certain players I understand, but I do agree that on the def- I, I expect to see more defensive players, but again, make them break a sweat. Don't just put them out there for a couple plays just because you said you wanted to put them out there. So you eliminate the excuse of they didn't practice or didn't play the game. So that's why they came out flat footed. No, that's not what I'm talking about. It's like either put them out there for a while or don't put them out there at all. That's all I'm saying. You got you to gotta let the dogs eat. Got to let the big dogs eat. All right. Should we, should we take a break? Let's take a break.
Wichita, Kansas. From the UK. From Los Angeles. From Northern Wisconsin. From Nova Scotia. From the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky. From Central Illinois. From Southern Cali. From Turkey. Omaha, Nebraska. From California. From Melbourne, Australia. From Chicago, Illinois. They're from the UK. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. And Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on Public Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. You are listening to my dad and his friend Bruce on Packers without borders. Okay. Colton. Let's get to Colton's question. Colton's got a point here. Colton's got a message. Colton's got a, sorry, I'm getting uh, DM'd by 30 bots right now. And, and I've just, got my kids coming in from outside because it just started pouring. So I, I just, uh, I just, uh, I got to just make sure that they all have my uh, credit card number here. So um, first off, um, Emily H. Le- Lefko. Lefko, MJ. Yep. Okay. Listen, Emily. You won our last spot in our fantasy football league. We've been trying to get a hold of you since two uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, uh, what's that? Eight days ago, 10 days ago, 12 days ago. Holy crap. 12 days ago, Emily. Seriously. Yeah, she's got, she's got until Wednesday. You have until Wednesday, Emily, get back to us. Tell us you're in, tell us you're not, whatever, whatever it is. Okay. Let us know. Five days ago is when she won. Okay, five days ago. Yeah, so, I, so we're giving her a week, and I have got a trivia question right now. And just so everybody knows, fantasy football trivia question for a backup. So if by Wednesday she does not respond, you will be in. We're still going to do the same thing. And the question that we are going to ask everyone is this. It'll be announced on Wednesday, just in case. You want to do it on Wednesday, not today? Let's do it on Wednesday. We'll do it on okay. Wednesday. Okay. Everybody we'll sit around on we'll pins and needles right now. No I'll edit that out. Shower. All right. Okay. Colton's got a he's got a dad question here. He says, Colton Moore. He says, How do you foster a competitive spirit in your kids while also making sure they don't act like little Richards on the field quarter diamond? I've got an eight-year-old who hates to lose, but won't take any ownership as to why he's lost. That's actually a much deeper uh, question because it's like layered because there's multiple. Yeah, like like first off, I have to blame the parents. That's, I mean, <laughs> you're raising a spoiled kid. Way to go, entitled wow, spoiled kid. No, just kidding, just kidding. Way to go. Listen, eight years old is it's a time in their lives where they do really strange things. 
and they get some habits that maybe you turn an eye towards and go, excuse me, what is this, right? I think that some of this will work itself out on his own. Him taking responsibility, I have an 11 year old and I've watched him bloody break stuff in front of me and I've gone, what happened? And he goes, I don't know, it just happened like this. And I have to, what happened? And he goes, okay, yeah, I broke it. So all ownership doesn't come until much later, right? How do you encourage them? You know what? Uh, show up. Show up to every practice. Show up to every game. Root them on whether they're doing well or they're not doing well. That's how you encourage them. Work with them in, in, in the driveway shooting baskets, uh, at the beach hitting volleyballs, uh, pitching baseballs in the backyard, throwing hockey pucks around. Work with them. That's how you get them to go. Listen, everybody's got it in their head. And when I was a coach, this really bothered me. People would constantly come up, well, my son's going to the NFL. And it's like, listen, everybody's got that dream. I have that dream. My, you know, my son's going to uh, walk out onto Lambeau Field as the starting quarterback. And, you know, it's going to be the greatest. Everybody has that dream. Here's the reality of that dream. Okay. One person gets to do that out of like 3 billion. Okay. <laughs> One. I would invest in lottery tickets before I would, you know what I mean? Like this is, this is, it, it's possible. Anything's possible. I mean, we've watched Olympian, uh, Olympian men become women. I mean, anything is possible in this new age. I'm just saying I, I wouldn't start selling, you know, stocks and mortgaging the house to get his career going. I would, I would, slightly push i would encourage mostly that's what i would do and the ownership part that'll come to it your eight-year-old doesn't like to lose ah, talk to my 11 year old every time i gotta play a board game with him for crying out loud he doesn't like to lose either i've also got a 40 something year old that doesn't like it when she loses at scrabble to me either <laughs> there's a couple things that i do with my kids i actually wrote some of this stuff down because uh, my wife is a Montessori teacher, which makes kids very independent and very, you know, makes them critical thinkers, allows them choices. But with that, there's a balance um, with not make, there's a balance with making a kid independent, but also understanding that there's certain things. So one of the most important things that you need to do, especially with sports or just with anything in general with your kids is you want to praise your kid for what they do, but you don't want to label them as something, whether it's good or bad. So let's take this at uh, this from a good standpoint, like whether he's playing baseball or he's playing football, you want to praise him for doing well. You don't want to tell him he's the fucking badass greatest person on, on the planet earth. Cause then they start believing it. And that's where you start getting into issues. So you want to praise, not label. That's the first thing I, I, I do. Beauty. with my Beauty. No labels. No labels. Imagine if, imagine if you went through this entire life and never made it a point to label anybody else, how uncomplicated life would be. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you there because, because I, I like to label people pretty quick. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what I, you get what I'm saying. The next thing is that my kids have a tendency to have trouble in asking for help, they like, they, they feel a little bit of shame. Like even like when they're in high school or in middle school, they're afraid to ask questions to the teachers. They don't want to be labeled as this person. Like they think they want to do it all on their own. 
show them to accept that there's no shame in asking for help. That's the second thing that, that I feel is pretty important that you guys should do. Right. So kind of focus on that. Absolutely. That's what you do. And you know, uh, Colton, uh, the belt always worked for me, you know, not the, not the leather belt. I meant, you know, I, I take a belt of bourbon and that always kind of put things in perspective. Number three is teach them to think critically about things. Um, a lot of times they don't have, because in that age, especially, and as they're growing up and they start become becoming adults, one of the things that's really important is you make them start thinking critically about themselves, right? So let them kind of reflect to see what they've done wrong. There's construct, it's called constructive criticism, right? Where you're not telling them you're a fucking piece of shit, but you tell them along the lines of, you know, this is something you could have done better. This is, and have them think about, or ask them the question, what could you have done better? As opposed to telling you, you did this wrong, tell them, what do you think you could have done better? What do you want to improve on? That way they start accepting the fact that they're not perfect. And that goes into the no shame for asking for help. Bing. And I've got one more. And the single most important thing when it comes to success is failure. We live in a society right now where it's participation awards. You need to let them fail. The best success, the most successful people, you don't hear anybody really in the world say, oh, I got handed with the silver spoon and you see them being extremely successful. Eventually, the people who do that either burn through all their money, their parents' wealth of what they worked on or whatever it is. You want the the, the Elon Musk's, the, the Apple dude, what was his name? Uh, Steve Jobs. All of these guys came from not necessarily nothing, but had to go through failure to get where they are. It's important that you teach your kids failure or teach your kids success through failure. You know, uh, Thomas Edison was once asked, uh, he invented the light bulb. And they said, how do you feel about failing so many times before? And he said, I didn't fail. I came up with 236 ways not to make a light bulb, right? It, it, failure is how you look at it, right? Failure is how do you look at it, right? One of my favorite sayings that I say is you can fall on your face as long as you're falling forward, right? You got to get up, brush yourself off, keep going, keep going, keep going. So Colton, you're doing a good job. You're listening to Packers Without Borders. So that's your first, your, your, your ace in the hole right there. I'm telling you, you just tell them right there. Listen, Bruce and Matt tell, tell you to, to chill, to chillax, bruh, chillax, bruh. Okay. And remember this too, right? Some kids when they're in, like when they're eight and they're in with a bunch of eight-year-olds, they look like a bloody superstar. And then when they move up to the next level, the superstardom is gone. Right. So we, I've watched kids go from the midget level 15 years old and they were just tearing up the football field. Like they were, you know, there was no tomorrow. And then they moved up to the major level 17 to 19 and they were mediocre at best. Right. So try perspective, perspective, let them have fun, teach them praise, use the bourbon belt practice without borders. Brought to you by audible.com backslash Packers Without Borders Trial. AudibleTrial.com. There you go. Give it a little clicky poo. Give us some little cash do. There you go. 
Got a lot going on, man. Pretty excited. We've got another game on Thursday. Yeah. Against Kansas City. So we get to the MVS because he's not a starter. (laughs) (laughs) We'll watch MVS just streaking down the sidelines. Dropping passes and torching us and dropping passes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I was Jair, I wouldn't even cover him. I'd just go, bro, I'm just going to stand here. You go. You go. I would like, you know, what would be cool is if we put Stokes on MVS in this game just for a little bit. You know, one time I was covering this guy and the guy showed up. He had uh, $280 cleats. He had a mouth guard that I saw at the sports store was like 170 bucks. A fucking mouth guard. My mouth guard was a buck. You stuck it in some hot water. You stuck it on your teeth. You sucked on it. Done. And it burned. It was terrible. Oh, oh, Dude. Yeah. Oh, it would hurt. And then my teeth were so sensitive. And then you bit down too hard sometimes. So it would like peel open at the at, yeah. like, in the molars. In the gums. Oh. oh, it was terrible. One dollar. Okay. One dollar. And this guy had these cleats. You're right. The most expensive cleats. Mine were my cleats were like 60 bucks tops. Right. And the guy showed up and he was tightening up his gloves. And I just rolled my eyes like, holy smokes. Somebody's got rich parents. Right. And he says, it's going to be a long day for you today, boy. And so I, I took a half step back and I thought to myself, I better watch this guy's speed, right? You don't get all this equipment. And dude, I was way faster than him. And I batted down the first three passes. And then I said, listen, I, I'm going to back up eight yards. I said, you tell him to throw it to you quick so you can get a, at least a catch today, right? He's all, shut up, man. Line up. Let's see it, blah, blah, blah. Like, sure enough, they went to throw the hook and I sla- slapped it right down out of his hands. I own this guy. I owned him. Every time he moved, I one time it was the third quarter and he was still talking. I said, you, you, you are 0 for 10. I, I have, I've, I said, you can't even catch a ball. And he was like, bull crap. This and that. I said, this is what I'm going to do. I walked up close to the line. I said, I'm going to pretend like I'm going to press you. I said, and you just, I'm going to let you run right by wide open, catch a ball, catch it. I dare you. And he took off and he already had his hand up and his, I mean, I could see his mom smiling from the stands. He was grinning from ear to ear. The ball comes, bam, it dropped it. Owned him. Owned him. <laughs> Owned him. I just stood there. I was like, why are you still here? I said, you should, you should see if you can get some of that money back because those gloves have never been, you know, used. They've just been slightly worn. <laughs> so, I guess in every sport, like in golf, right, which is now my sport, the most the, the the guy with like the most expensive equipment, the most expensive branded shoes, pants has to be Pro V1 golf balls, blah, 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 is the guy who goes out there and fucking shank, just shanks everything, plays like complete ass. And of course, it's something else's fault. So that happens in football also, apparently. Oh, oh, it happened in uh, skeet shooting. I, I shoot trap occasionally and I don't I don't personally own a gun. Uh, I don't have to because the uh, uh, the trap uh, place that we go to, the gun place that we go to, you can you can rent one there. They've got some really nice competitive guns. I know the guys, and they really take care of them. They really clean them out and stuff. And uh, there was this one guy there, and he had a T-shirt on. It said Canadian National Team. And the guy I was with, he said he got the shirt because he tried out. He didn't make the team. I said, why is he wearing the shirt here? I'm wearing a shirt. I was wearing this shirt, actually. The dude abides podcast. I was going to say this is this is podcast gold. It says the dude abides, and it's a picture of Lebowski. Is that yes? Yeah, of course it is. 
Come on, $6 shirts. What the fuck? Yeah, come on. We'll get a Manscaped $6 shirt. So I, the, the, the guy is, the, the guy's got all the professional glasses. They're, they're shooting glasses. I'm like, I'm just wearing my sunglasses. He's got these, uh, you know, uh, my, uh, 80 decibel noise canceling headphones. I just got the earplugs in, right? He's got the ones uh, that you have to roll the tip oh, in. Yeah, yeah you just stick them in there. Inside. Yeah. The foam, yeah. Yeah. And then I've got the, I've got, uh, I've got one of the, one of the vests that they have hanging up there. And, and I think half of it's orange and the other half is yellow. Like it's totally just something they splice together. Right. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm coming out here to shoot. And the guy says, uh, the guy says to me, he goes, Oh, you ever shot before? And I said, wow, this is the dangerous end. Right. And he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Watch this. And he shoots at 25 and he shoots 17. Right. And I kind of thought, well, 17 is not too bad. Right. He goes, why don't you give it a try there with that gun? He says, and he kind of, you know, gives me the eyebrows and everything with that gun, right? Because yeah. like, I'm going to own this. In his mind, he's yeah. like, I'm going to teach this kid a lesson. I shot 23 out of 25. <laughs> and he looked at me and I said, some people can shoot and some people buy guns. <laughs> <laughs> I said, all that money, okay. all that money. I spent eight bucks. <laughs> so who are you going to blame at the carnival game that we played? Oh. That was terrible. Can you? I I got low. I lined up. I shoot for the dead center to try and track and, and you know and to to like scope in the 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 BB gun. Yeah. And it and it misses the page completely. I'm like, what? So then I move over to the right, like I'm I'm aiming at basically your page, and it hits the corner of my page. I'm like, are you kidding me? I looked at the guy and said, yeah, these are straight. And he goes, oh, yeah, no, they're all perfectly straight. Garbage. Garbage. They were straight. You know what? I think they hired Matt Ramage. They flew him up there to fucking oh, line him up. Ramage has got better li a line of sight than that, man. That was terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I got to do this for you, buddy. I'm sorry, man. It was terrible. That was terrible. We both here's – the, here's the two big shots, right? We walk up to the – you know, you shoot the star out on the little piece of paper. And we have to show, it, show our – right, we have to show off what we did, right? Right, yeah. So we both put down a $5 bill, like yeah. the one that shoots the best is yeah. going to get the, you know, 10 bucks. And uh, Bruce and I finished shooting. We both look at each other's page. We both take our $5. Yeah, we're like, yeah. <laughs> the guy Nobody says, oh, knows. you want to try it again? I said, yeah, those are real straight, pal. Those yeah, are real no. straight. We went, we went to the the ones with the, the horny monkey. Uh, yeah, remember? My son still wants you to yeah. win the horny monkey, the drunken monkey, the drunken, drunken monkey, monkey. the drunken monkey. He said, you remember when Bruce tried to win the drunk monkey? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, wait. Yeah. The right at the yeah. game. Stuff comes right. out of my mouth and I forget that there are kids present sometimes, but it was the little water gun thing. It was really close, dude. It was, it was pretty darn close, but somebody cheated on the far end. So we couldn't get. Well, Wyatt won. What did he? He won something. Well, remember he used the uh, he used the uh, the the darts, and he he was just oh. flailing away. The poor girl was like huddled in the corner trying oh. not to get hit by a dart. I'm so glad we're talking about this because this is reminiscing. This is great. I have to tell you. So let me give you a description because Matt's going to defend his son a little bit because it's his son. No. No, no, it was wild. Dude, <laughs> he was, he like, was literally like, the girl like goes and puts up balloons to kind of fill it in, right? Because it was, there yeah. were already plenty of popped ones or whatever, but it was, it was a pretty big wall. And she just kind of hands this little cup full of fucking darts <laughs> to, to this kid. 
And after his first throw, she was literally like maybe like two feet from him to the left just to kind of watch him. And then that dart was like maybe two feet from her head. And she's like, screw this. And she went as far off in the booth to the right as she possibly could. He almost got her. He almost got got her. But once he – and that was just the first – no, the first two darts were like off. But once he figured it out – he got his three straight darts in a row, got, I don't know what he... It was a flamingo. He That's went a right. little flamingo. That's right. He got yeah. a little flamingo. Yeah, he was, he was so, happy about that. Yeah, that was pretty fucking that. funny. But he though. was like That's spaghetti cool. arming it. He was, yeah. you know, he was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, you're going to want to move way over to the... <laughs> he had a Carrie Wood delivery as a closer. Like, it's just like when, Car- <laughs> when they would bring in Carrie Wood, throw it as hard as you possibly can to close this game out for the Cubs... That yeah. was his windup, dude. It was just like there was no mechanics. It's just I'm going to throw this as hard as I possibly can, and I don't care where it goes. Throw. It was it great. Was, it was pretty impressive. He won. He I did. Mean, the only one who won anything. I almost yeah. threw up in my mouth in that stupid spinning fucking. I know. You were like, I'm going to go on this thing, chicken. I'm like, call me as Betty Davis as you want. You won't call me Mr. Puke later. My chest was in my back, dude. It was oh. terrible. Uh, like, I'm like, okay, why did this 45-year-old man decide to do something stupid? See, we were watching that glider, and you lay down on your stomach, and the thing spins us around. And Bruce put the video up on it on, on Twitter. And we didn't really watch it, right? We were no. just like, oh, this looks okay. And so we get on it, and it starts spinning. And you kind of go, you know, you're, you're like basically flat in the air. And then it tilts. It's like maybe a 15-degree angle. And we're like, oh, this is kind of neat. And then it goes to like a 45 and we're like, wow, that's gosh, that's quite the angle actually that they're spinning (laughs) us at. And then it goes to like a freaking 90. Right. And I'm like, what the hell? And you're going straight down and your head is pointing straight at the ground. And it looks like you're just going to like dive directly into the ground. And at the last second, it just bobs and it curves right back up. And it was the creaking and the shifting of the machine that got me. You're hearing this thing like, and I'm like, oh man, I'm 240. I should not be on this thing. It's either going to launch me into space or bury me eight Dude. feet down. <laughs> but okay, so here, here's a pro tip that Matt and I we didn't even have to bring this up. Pro tip: carnival rides because there's always the beer garden. Do yeah. the rides first, and then go to the beer garden and do your drinking. Do not do the drinking and then go do the rides. Be we smart. Did it perfectly. We did. We 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 did a ride. We did a game. We got a drink, we did a ride, we did a game, we got a drink. That's easy does it. And then we got several drinks and bet on chickens. Yes, you were screaming, purple, purple. The best was that, remember the gray, so they put these little shirts on chickens, right? And it's just a small little track, maybe like 10 feet. It's a cage. It's a cage with like a center. Yeah, and so they've just got to go maybe like 12 steps total. And that's the whole race. It's very short for these chickens, right? And these girls all put, you put five bucks on a chicken. And if you win, you get 30 bucks, right? And so no, you get, you get 50% of the pot and then 50% went to the proceeds, to the charity or whatever. Okay. okay. No, there was a lot of gambling. So I bet you could probably make a couple hundred bucks. So these three young girls, they're probably about, I'm going to say 18 to 20. Yep. They're all standing there and they've got their tickets in the beer the garden, ironically. Yeah, right. So all of their they're they're chanting gray because the gray shirted chicken is making its way around and it is taking off, right? Like it was like pop, pop, pop. 
and it literally has its it is standing at the line it, it has stopped. its leg up in the air if it steps down again forward it wins the guy the guy even the announcer is like here we go right now folks it looks like gray is going to and the thing turns around and runs it the other on way. one foot it on <laughs> one foot yeah. But I was expecting this thing to be fast. So I have to tell you, I saw a bunch of chickens in there and a dude standing in there with the broom. And I was like, why the fuck does he have a broom? Like lift it. They're going to fucking run around and it's going to be over because I, I, dude, I used to go to cockfights like as a kid, you know, like, like like last week. Yeah. Like very different. Yeah. Speaking of cockfights, manscaped for when you want to clean up for your cockfight. Oh my God. You can tell the stuff by the end of the pod, stuff has kicked in. I have had 90% of a carta blanca caguama. Uh, um, a caguama is a, as you can see, a beard the size of my head. Yeah. So we start getting a little bit crazy here, but dude, I was expecting those chickens to fly around. Me too. And Me too. they're just like literally like walking, like take a step kind of chill, look around at each other. One dude will all of a sudden like take five steps. The green one just laid there the entire time. The entire time. <laughs> I had my money on purple and yeah. he did almost the same thing where all of a sudden he was up ahead and he started moving forward and then he did the same thing. He just stood there for like literally like four or five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like that's how long these races were. It was not like these races are over in two minutes. It was like a 15 minute race. The best, though, was when Gray pivot and turn the other way because those girls were screaming and giggling as it was running. And then it turned around and all three girls, oh, and they just dropped. I have never laughed so hard. Yeah, they were I've so disappointed. So and I kept, like, I was right behind and I kept yelling, purple, purple. <laughs> and they look at me like, are you fucking insane? I was like, yes. Yes, yes I, I am. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Now it's, and soon enough, it'll be your turn, buddy, to come down I'm here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We uh, actually, uh, we got a little bit of a, uh, the paperwork. Uh, uh, we're making our way towards the uh, passports for the kids. It's going to be a little bit of a process, but uh, we're getting on it early. That way, if there's any issues, we can uh, get to it uh, quickly. And then we're not sitting here in December going, what do you mean? I don't have it. So uh, we uh, we couldn't find the kids' ch- uh, uh birth certificates no they're yeah they're checkbooks they didn't have any checkbooks and i was like what the fuck these kids have got great credit they should have (laughs) credit cards and checkbooks but we we couldn't find their uh, birth certificates so maya had to send off and uh get copies of their birth certificates so we got that paperwork and now we can start the process of getting everything and they're saying four to six weeks which in canada government speak is eight to ten okay yeah halloween (laughs) <laughs> halloween just in time for them to need new pictures for the passport that's a right? month before, so we're good <laughs> yeah we should be all right oh. we should be all right right on man we went a little bit longer than we should have but it Maybe had been a, a while bit. since we've had you in studio i'm telling you I'm telling you, fuck, I look fantastic. Other than uh, maybe I should have maybe taken my sunglasses off every now and then, but uh, I'm blind as a bat without them. There you go. So mailbag Monday brought to you by Manscaped. If you've got any questions for us, don't forget you can send them to us at Packers without borders at outlook.com. That's all one word Packers without borders at outlook.com. You can DM us at our Twitter borders Packers. Find us on Facebook Packers without borders. Couldn't even remember our name there for a second. I was so wow. 
Wow. Famous. Smoke another smoke another one, Stoner. What's wrong with you, hippie? I'll make you famous. I'll make you famous. So Facebook, Packers Without Borders, and Patreon.com, grassroots, seriously, patriot.com, front slash Packers Without Borders. Every time you guys hop on there, seriously, it's just when I get those emails and those notifications, it really does because it's all about you guys. We do this for you. I do this for me because of therapy. Uh, but I do this to satisfy my court order. That's right. So he, he's got his ankle bracelet. He can only go to the lake for 20 days a year, and then he's stuck at home the rest of the time. Uh, that was it, man. It is so disappointing. Like, it's great to get there, and it's disappointing to be done your last day because that's it. It's 11 months before we'll go back again. Yeah. Uh, we I play golf 365 days a year, and my girls swim seven months out of the year, dude. So Yeah, I have health care and no school shootings and legal weed. So That's true. You know, tit for tat. Well, But don't let anyone else call you a tit. Okay. Bye, tat. <laughs> Bye, tit. Peace. Go pack, go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go! Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego.